Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast and the place of celebrating juicy, soulful whole, living, adventuring, engaging on this journey of a lifetime. So why wait to give someone a warm, hearty welcome? Why wait to know them? Something interesting and also just oh, the whole mix of like when we just actually share appreciations and acknowledgements of one another. Wow, it's just a few things along this theme that I'd like to share. And so one of them, I've been volunteering at a food rescue place. And I hadn't been for a couple of weeks since I injured my knee and I just couldn't stand very easily. So the time that I went back, my first time back actually landed up being the last time because somebody who's come the last couple of months, she teaches and it's been the holidays. So she's had like flexibility and availability on a Sunday morning. She hasn't been working. So she's come and done the food rescue. And it was her last day and we were saying goodbye to each other. She said school's starting, so she's not going to be able to come back on Sundays. And it was just so beautiful. She happened to share with me. She said, you know, thank you so much. She said, like, the first day I came, you just, like, opened your arms to give me this big hug, like, as if we'd known each other and we were good friends and you hadn't even met me before. And she said it just felt so amazing to be, like, so warmly welcomed. It felt so nice. And it was the first time. So now, like, we've been together for several weeks. And there's something that she tells me only on our sort of last session together, which I was very grateful that she did. And it's, yeah, it was so beautiful. Because then I said to her, you know, it is something that sometimes play with this idea that why wait to, like, know somebody? Why wait for your eyes to, like, light up or get excited to greet someone because you know them? What happens if we could just, like see a stranger and like depending obviously on the circumstance or situation you know here I'm at this volunteering place so someone who's come to volunteer you know she's in a new place she doesn't know anybody like why not meet a stranger's eyes you know with enthusiasm and warmth and just give a great big hug and why wait till it's somebody I've worked with a couple of sessions and that I know for me to get excited to see them or give them a warm hug? I mean, I'm saying obviously things have a context to so just kind of see any random stranger on the street and like act enthusiastically like they're your best friend you haven't seen in years and run up to them, and give them a hug is like a bit strange. <laughs> but I'm just saying just in context to the situation. But then even with that, like playing the game of depending where you are, but just also that if there are situations where you know it's okay to like be to warmly greet someone more um why not why not um and if you do kind of water it down in terms of being more in public places with unknown people there's still the option of you know making eye contact of smiling of you know why doesn't have to only be like a warm smile to someone that we know um how much more so just don't know what it can do and impact and then also, just along this vein, so as we're finishing up, there's always this beautiful communal lunch that gets made also from the rescued food, and everybody who works there comes and sits around the table and eats together. And there was another young lady who's been on an exchange program for a year in Israel from Germany, and she was returning to her last session as well. So she found um, this volunteer program, and literally for a year she's been coming. And there was a guy who's doing his service 
Yeah. At part, um, part of like community service, like if you don't do the army, if you're doing something else and he's working at this organization and he got up to say to everybody that on the first day when he was coming to find out about it, this young lady was there and he said like she, when he met her, she was so warm and friendly and so nice and was such a pleasure to work with that day that he thought to himself, wow, if everybody's like her, then I definitely want to work here. And just all these beautiful things of how when we just authentically, yeah, like warm and open and engaging with people, what a difference it can make. And also when we share appreciations, how significant it can be. Because the other one as well is I've got a friend that inspires me so much in terms of she's dealing with... um like a cancerous, well, a growth that was cancerous at a point and, yeah, also is now and had grown back and then the doctors wanted to do surgery, but it's a very awkward position and they're also recommending radiation. But whenever I've seen her, she's always like in really good spirits and she really like focuses on, she says, you know, like I'm healthy. Right now I feel strong and healthy, so why not give attention and appreciation to that why focus on like the worst case scenario when i don't know what's going to happen it's not that reality now so why put energy into that now and you know like she does have her moments of wobbling and you know not necessarily being so strong but then she just kind of doesn't focus on them and chooses to like focus on the fact that right here right now i feel okay and i'm pain free and i can do this and i can do that and when she went in for surgery, I, like I sent her a message just acknowledging all of this about her. And it was so amazing because she said she replied back saying, thank you so much and your words give me strength. And it was just so nice that just like in me taking a few moments to share how much she inspires me and giving some examples, like those words actually gave her strength and encouragement to hear how someone else got inspiration through of, of her. Yeah, so just all these like little layers of sharing and sharing authentically and sharing what's alive in us because you never know exactly, you know, what somebody else needs to hear. And the sort of last one on this theme, because then also like one of the blessings that went out recently had a section on grief and actually seeing it as testament to the actual love and connection and the quality of the depth of the bond that there's beauty to the grief because if there was no connection there wouldn't be any feeling of loss or grief or sorrow and this happens to land in a friend's you know whatsapp stream where it was exactly over that same day that they'd lost a pet um in their family um and yes it's just like just to trust so many times something comes up in a blessing where i read it and i kind of wonder if it makes sense, if it would be valuable to somebody, and then inevitably, especially in those ones when I doubt, but I send anyway, you know, getting some sort of affirmation or message from someone randomly, because I don't ask people to necessarily engage or feedback, but sometimes, you know, getting a random comment that, wow, that was just what I needed today. Um, and on a slightly different theme then, the chapter 11 that we concluded of Untethered Soul really came down to the simplicity of there's a moment of choice that life, like change, change is inevitable. And having things that are uncomfortable, like even change, you know, what's comfortable is what's familiar. 
So if there's going to be something new, even if it's something one enjoys, or even if it's something you want to learn, it's going to be, there can still be discomfort and uncomfortableness with not being familiar with something and learning something new or any sort of change. So you've got this discomfort and as it escalates, it can escalate to pain. But the whole choice of, it literally, literally goes two extreme ways which create a totally different life. Because on the one hand, if the reaction to this is, oh, I don't want change, I can't handle change, I can't handle the pain, I just got to do everything to not let it in, to resist it, then literally the resistance and that reluctance to actually feel it, even though the things they when the actual points of pain would come would be so little. I remember when I was young, I used to get so traumatized going to the dentist and I would escalate this whole thing like for days before. Like imagining the worst case scenario and freaking out. And the thing is, like, even if I needed to have a filling or something, even if the actual moments of disturbance or pain or discomfort were so, like, they were seconds compared to, like, the hours and days that I was creating misery for myself by focusing on all these things. And it's the same thing here, that literally they become the gateway. They're actually, like, avoiding and suppressing feeling something actually becomes like a gateway to making it much more vivid in our lives. Whereas it is a choice to just look at it lightly and to just like, it's just like anything else, just like there's hot and there's cold, just like a fluffy bunny is cool and brings up warm, fuzzy feelings and a rattlesnake invokes fear, which it should, because you should get away from it. Like all these things have just got natural and just like getting a compliment has a totally different feeling to it than being insulted that they're just things that we get to experience. It doesn't have to be all this like, emotional intensity around it. Yes, sometimes there's discomfort, sometimes it escalates to pain, but if we're willing to feel it, and it was what I found so significant was one of the ladies on the group had decided to do like a liver cleanse and detox, which is like raw foods and no coffee. And she said that she drinks a lot of water and she drinks coffee to the same extent that she drinks water. And her first three, four days, she was horrendous on this cleanse. And she kept persisting and persevering. And she got through to now she's passed. And she's actually said, like, she's feeling much clearer, much better. She's actually, like, planning ahead with her meals, which she's never done before. And such a beautiful example of being with the freedom, the joy, that ecstasy, that lightness that can come by actually just being open to feeling and allowing the other stuff to come through. Wow. So it's, yeah, just about being with it and allowing it to pass. And then it also brought up the theme of freedom. I, I misinterpreted someone in our group who I thought was saying that she wasn't quite sure around freedom. So in inviting everybody else to share around it, and somebody else had shared a story of like being fearful of saying something to somebody but then saying it anyway, or asking for some funds, for some fundraising. And for me, then freedom ultimately becomes free from responding, our motives or actions coming from an emotional triggered response of a situation. That you can still feel everything deeply, but then take, make decisions from more of a grounded place. And that is freedom for me when it's not dictated by the outside and not even by the thoughts and feelings on the inside, but even on the place beyond that, the place beyond 
feelings and thoughts, which are just the same as the physical object. So, yeah, um, freedom to not be motivated to act from that place of like craziness or heightened emotions or irrational thoughts. Um, yeah, but to come from that place of awareness and grounded and stillness behind. So that no matter what, and you can still make the choice that's, like she can still chose, she chose to stay with the cleanse, despite the discomfort. And then you make it through to the other side. So the freedom to be with and acknowledge the emotions, but not be motivated to act because of them. If that makes sense, like when someone's fearful of approaching somebody because of being rejected, to feel and witness and notice all of that, but to approach the person anyway. And even if, the, even if, even if it does happen, that there is a rejection, to see it, witness it, hey, hello, hold space for it, but not disappear into it and let it move and shift and have its moment in the spotlight so that it can release. Yeah, so that, for me, is definitely a big part of freedom. So wishing you happy adventuring, precious soul, until we meet again. And here is, when there are opportunities in environments where you can and make sense, and somebody arrives that you don't know, to give them a warm, hearty welcome. Why not? As if they're someone that you're best friends with and you already know very well. And if there's not that, if that's not appropriate, then maybe a nice, generous smile and a nod. Hmm. And acknowledging and appreciating one another. You just never know how much that can mean. And may we feel deeply yet lightly and be motivated to act from a place deeper, not that those places of heightened emotion and thought become our motivators. Happy adventuring until we meet again. Mwah.